Friends, welcome to Word on Fire Catholic Ministries. Word on Fire is an apostolate dedicated to the mission of evangelization, using media both old and new to share the faith on every continent and to facilitate an encounter with Christ and His Church. The efforts of Word on Fire engage the culture and bring the transformative power of God's Word where it is most needed. Today, we invite you to join Bishop Robert Barron as he preaches the gospel and shares the warmth and light of Christ with each one of us. Peace be with you. Friends, today we return to ordinary time. So after the long Lenten and Easter season, then we had the Trinity Sunday, we had Corpus Christi, now we come back to ordinary time. And it's my joy today to focus on the first reading which is taken from the book of the prophet Jeremiah. We hear occasionally, but not all that often, from the book of the prophet Jeremiah. But you know, he's one of the key figures in the Old Testament. Along with uh, Ezekiel and Isaiah and Daniel, he's one of the so-called major prophets. That means, first of all, someone that wrote a, a really long prophetic book, as opposed to the minor prophets, but also someone that really had a major impact on the life of Israel. So uh, Jeremiah is someone that we should... Uh, attend to. Maybe just know a little bit about his personal history. Born, they think, around the year 650 BC. So think of, you know, King David, uh, somewhere around, you know, 1000 BC, so we're a few centuries after that. He dies, Jeremiah dies, about 570 BC. Now, the important thing to know is he's doing most of his key work in the years just prior to and just after the Babylonian captivity, the year 587 BC. That's a key date for people reading the Bible because you could argue that it's the central preoccupation of the biblical authors. A lot of the biblical writings that we have were written in the years after the Babylonian exile. Well, Jeremiah is a major player at this time. He's speaking the word of the Lord at this sort of climactic moment in Israelite history. Now, what was the theme of Jeremiah's preaching? And here things get a little dark because his theme was kind of a terrible theme. He was predicting a great disaster for Israel, and it was the coming Babylonian captivity, which involved the conquering of Jerusalem, the destruction of the temple. The temple meant everything to Old Testament Jews. So as this prophet's predicting it's all going to come crashing down, it didn't exactly make him um, Mr. Popularity. In fact, our word, Jeremiah, you know, if a politician or a cultural commentator is giving kind of a dark assessment of things, we say it's a Jeremiah. Well, that's from these texts of, of the prophet Jeremiah. You know, one thing I, I should mention, because one place we hear from the prophet Jeremiah a lot is at ordination liturgies. Um, I've been to a lot of those, and uh, they usually read, from the call of the prophet Jeremiah. You know, he's called by the Lord, and he says, Oh, Lord, look, I'm, I'm too young. And Yahweh says, Don't say you're too young. You know, a, a prophet to the nations I've appointed you from before the, you know, your mother's womb I've known you, etc. So Jeremiah was called very young, but then he was given this kind of terrible obligation to preach not a message of uplift and hope, but kind of a message of, of gloom and doom. In fact, 
as the Babylonians were, were moving in around Jerusalem, his message became, you should surrender. So imagine you're a patriotic, you know, Israelite, and these enemies have come to the gate, and the messenger from God says, give up. You see why his nickname was terror on every side. So that's the way people characterize poor Jeremiah, because he was telling kind of a terrible message, and he was met with terrible opposition. So we hear in the reading for today, I hear the whisperings of many, terror on every side, denounce, let us denounce him. That's typical of the prophet Jeremiah. If you look a little bit earlier in this chapter 20, you'll find that the high priest in the temple had put Jeremiah in the stocks. Think of, you know, like people in colonial America, but in the stocks where he was, he was subject to, you know, public ridicule. And, and just before the passage for today, we find this. I've become a laughingstock all day long. Everybody mocks me. Jeremiah even complains to God, you duped me, and I let myself be duped. It's tough being a prophet. It's tough speaking the word of God. Believe me, it often leads you precisely into this state of mind. People denouncing you on every side. Everybody mocks me. Even it seems God has led me into this situation. But, but, listen now to what comes next. Just when you think Jeremiah is about to give up, if I say I will not mention him or speak any more in his name, then within me there is something like a burning fire Shut up in my bones. I am weary with holding it in, and I cannot. Yes, it's terrible speaking the word of God. That's what he's saying. But it's like a fire burning within me. I couldn't possibly hold it in. I couldn't possibly not speak it. Even though the result of it is terror on every side. Everyone denouncing me. I love this too in the passage for today, even as he acknowledges all the negativity of his prophetic mission. But the Lord is with me like a mighty champion. Therefore, sing to the Lord. Praise his name. Being a spokesman for God, it's miserable. And it's wonderful. It's the worst possible thing and your heart would burst if you didn't do it. It's terror on every side and the source of all sweetness. I think of that character from one of Samuel Beckett's plays. I can't go on. I'll go on. <laughs> That's sort of what it's like to be a prophet. Okay, so you say, all right, I get it with Jeremiah, and I guess, you know, maybe priests and bishops and professional religious types, they're kind of in this space. Hmm. Do not let yourself off the hook that easily. Remember Vatican II, everybody. Every baptized person is priest, is king, and prophet. Oh, not me. Remember Jeremiah. Don't say, don't say not me. I knew you before you were born. From your mother's womb, I called you. 
I have sent you as a prophet to the nations. Oh yeah, that's priests and bishops. No, no, no. Vatican II, everybody. It's not just the privileges that come to the lady from Vatican II. It's the duties and responsibilities. And here's one of them. you got to be a prophet. You've got to speak the divine word. Now, maybe not in the sort of fully you know, professionalized way that a, a, a preacher or a priest would do it. But by God, you're on. Every one of you, every baptized person, you're on for proclaiming the word of God. Easy? <laughs> Try it sometime. Today? Are you kidding? I mean, I think back to someone like Fulton Sheen, the great Fulton Sheen. But he was talking to a culture that was very agreeable to the basic assumptions of biblical Christianity. Most people in 1950 in our country would have accepted the basic biblical view of life. You know, they're sinners, of course, and he was exhorting people and informing people. But heck, most people would have agreed with his basic assumptions. Now? Are you kidding? We're living through one of the most secularized times in our history. You know, for most of human history, most people would have assumed you needed some kind of relationship to God to be happy, to be fulfilled. It's now, in recent years, for the first time really in our, in our human history, a large contingent of people, certainly in our Western culture, feel that, no, you can be perfectly happy apart from God. Secularism, boy, it takes all kinds of forms, doesn't it? The, you know, I invent myself culture. Don't tell me what to do. I don't need any transcendent referent. My freedom determines the full meaning of my life. That's the default position for a lot of people in our culture. Okay, so you get up publicly and you begin talking about God and the ways of God and God's demands and what God is, is calling us to be. Now, maybe not in Jeremiah's way exactly or in Fulton Sheen's way, but every baptized person, you bet, in your family, in your community, in your place of work, that you should announce your Christianity? Absolutely. Well, how's that going for you? <laughs> Believe me, it'll look a lot like terror on every side. Doubt me? Go on YouTube. Go on any of my YouTube commentaries and, and look at the comments. Go on Reddit sometime. You know that website? One of the most popular in the world. People share their opinions. I've done a couple things where I talk about religious matters. Watch the reaction. What happened to Jeremiah, well, you know what? It happens really to all the prophets up to today, including you, when you speak the word of God. So we give up. You bet it's terror on every side when you speak the word of God, frankly and honestly, in the public place. But, but, enter into that space in you where you feel exactly what Jeremiah felt. At the same time, it's like a fire, and it'll consume me if I don't express it. At the same time, it's the source of all sweetness. Even as I face tremendous opposition, somehow I would, I would die if I didn't speak it. That's what it's like to be in the prophetic space. Sense everybody exactly what Jeremiah sensed as he's in the stocks, as everybody mocks him, as, as the people and the leadership of his community turned on him, he could still say, 
The Lord is with me like a mighty champion. See, I think everybody, especially now, especially now, we need prophets. We need people that speak the word of God, yes, in the public place, yes, in the media, yes, in the universities, yes, in the places where the culture is formed. And if we don't do it, it's not going to get done. And again, Vatican II, the universal call to holiness, that's not whistling Dixie. You know, that's a nice little phrase. Oh yeah, universal call to holiness. Oh yeah, that's great. Yeah, but you know what it means? It means you've got to do what Jeremiah did. You've been called. And, and like Jeremiah, we're all tempted to say, oh Lord, oh, no, not me. Oh no, no, I'm too young, or I'm too inexperienced, or I, I'm too uneducated, or whatever excuse you got. God has no time for that. No, no, I, I, I called you. Why are you baptized? A very interesting question to think about, Christians. Why are you baptized? That just happened by dumb chance, dumb luck. God summoned you. That's the sign of God's summons to you. And part of what he called you to be and to do is to be a prophet who speaks his word. Will it cost you? Uh-huh. Dietrich Bonhoeffer talked about cheap grace, right? This ain't cheap grace. It'll cost you. But it's like a fire that will devour you if you don't speak it. It's like an infinite sweetness at the same time as a challenge. Maybe take a look this week at the book of the prophet Jeremiah and realize it's not just the story of some ancient figure. It's your story, and it's my story. And God bless you. Thank you for listening to this week's homily from Bishop Robert Barron. For more resources from Bishop Barron, please visit wordonfire.org.